0: The Phileas Club is supported by you, its listeners. You can go to patreon.com slash Club to support it, and it only exists because you do. So please consider it if you enjoy the show. This is The Phileas Club episode 113, and we're going to be talking about fatherhood and what it's like in many different ways. And welcome back to the Phileas Club. This is a show where we cover the news from the past month or so from the perspective of, well, different people in the world. It is a truly global show. We get people from different parts of the world. We had people with, from different cultures, with different opinions, all of that. But that is the regular show. Today, we're doing a special, and we're doing a special about fatherhood. We have gathered a few fathers here um, who have experienced their fatherhood in different parts of the world. Uh, Myself, I'm Patrick Beja, and I have uh, the experience of that from France and Finland. I I think pretty direct experience, and there are some interesting things to see here. And we also have uh, uh, two guests. The first one is Bruce, who has been on the show before, uh, Bruce is from Scotland slash Zimbabwe, uh, but mostly Scotland nowadays. How's it? How's it going, Bruce? That's good. Thanks, Patrick. It's good to be here. You have two kids. You have inexplicably decided to have another one after the first one, which yes. I I don't really understand how that happens, but uh, we we I actually tell that. Us about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. You, yes, you what you you cut off there at the end. oh sorry i will I will go through Excellent. why we decided to have to yes you know. the, 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 the crazy moment when it happened. Um, and also as you heard, uh, Martin is here as well. He's been on the show before also uh, and he is in Japan, although he was he is French, but uh, your your daughter was born in Japan. How's it going, Martin? Oh, it's
1: going perfectly. So, hello, guys. Uh, happy to be there. It's always an honor, like uh, last time.
0: <laughs> Thanks for being on. Um, so, you have one kid. You're a much more reasonable person. Um, you have one daughter. If I count well, yes. So far, yeah. just one. <laughs> <laughs> and myself. Uh, so, I have a, a son, one child, Uh probably enough, although things have been a little bit less... Uh, I, I've been less certain about all of this than I, have, than I had been in the initial three months. But so what we're going to do is that we're going to go over the different stages and I guess uh, initially we're going to start with uh, the the, the uh, pregnancy and then we're going to be talking about uh, delivery and, and the first few days, the first few months and, and we're going to artificially limit ourselves to the first Uh, let's say eight months, because that's how old my son is, and uh, it will be more than enough anyway, but um, I don't want any spoilers, is what I said jokingly um, (laughs) earlier before we started recording the show, but uh, I think that's already a lot to cover, and what I want to do is try to get you a a feeling of how we felt uh, as fathers, like as parents, of course, but as fathers. And um, I think a lot of people might relate to this uh, in the audience. And if you're not a father or if you're a mother, maybe it will be interesting for you as well to get into the mind of the, the, the fathers-to-be and fathers uh, that we are now. So we're going to try and do that in this uh, in this episode. So let's get started with the pregnancy itself. And I think martin before we started recording was uh was saying are we going to cover the moment we found out and i think absolutely we are going to be talking about this because it's one of the key moments obviously um so well you were talking about it martin so let's go to you first um how did you find out and how did you react uh when the news came
1: Sure, it was uh, it was a crazy, crazy moment. Actually, I was not with my wife. I was by myself, and um, I was uh, having dinner because I had an early, a uh, very late uh, work. So I had, I, I was so hungry. So I stopped by Tonkatsu restaurant. Tonkatsu is a pork cutlet, uh, really delicious. So I was eating by myself, and I received a phone call from my wife. Who, uh, yes, obviously discovered it on the first place, and I was really speechless, and uh, I, I some some tears started to to roll on my cheeks. Oh really? And I noticed. I really noticed some people looking at me. Mm, what happened to <laughs> this tall the, guy? The tonkatsu was really
0: delicious. You know, that's yes, the first time. Yes, it was so good <laughs> that I,
1: I had to cry. <laughs> Oh, so that's, that's how i i i learned about it yes With, it and there were tears crazy moment yeah that's interesting yeah yes yeah, there were tears uh real tears not uh crocodile tears <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you you were i mean obviously i'm guessing uh you were trying or you knew it was a possibility but it still came as a emotional shock
1: exactly it was uh really random i was not sure i i I was not even sure it it could happen one day. So yes, we were actually in a period uh, where we were trying because we we were thinking about that for for a while. So, but I didn't, well, of course, like everybody, I didn't expect to uh, to come that fast. <laughs> actually, ah, I okay. thought I, I could I could wait for a few more years. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. yeah, that was a crazy moment. So. Uh, usually I, spe- I, I eat very slowly, so I, I think it, it was the fastest meal I have <laughs> ever had, and I came back to to our place to, to yeah to celebrate. So
0: <laughs> wait a second, you still finished the meal? You're like, wait, oh of my course. life is of changing, course. but everything <laughs> is going to be different from now on. But I have to finish. No that way. <laughs>
1: no waste. Okay, <laughs> no, okay. it was that's, so good.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, I think an efficient way of doing things. Um <laughs> a- actually I'm going to go next because sure. I wasn't that emotional. Um we had been trying not for very long, but we had been trying and we had had a couple of full starts. Not nothing dramatic, but it was like, oh, maybe you are pregnant and maybe but then we do the test and it seems like you're not and, you know, that it, so we kind of had a, a little bit of staggered emotional shock. And so when it turned out that uh, uh, she actually was, you know, she did the test in the morning and and came to wake me up. And it was like, hey, uh, I think I might be pregnant for real this time. And I was like, oh, all By right. By the way, I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it was that. Um and but but we sort of cautiously we didn't want to get too excited and we wanted to wait until we had like the the medical examination to to um be sure so it kind of was a, a, an exciting 10 minutes where it was like oh wow okay cool uh and then it was like oh but let's not get too excited so we went and had breakfast and the day kept going as um as it, almost as if nothing nothing had happened and I think that's where things are a little bit different for me than they were for for my wife um and maybe one day we'll do the you know the 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 mother's side of the story which will be interesting as well but now I really want to get our uh take on it for me it was like oh cool but you know 9 months away probably a few changes are going to happen in her but it doesn't concern me as directly um, and we're going to talk about the pregnancy, and there were some things. But for me, it was like, yeah, cool, awesome. We'll talk about it when we have the confirmation, and then it's going to be in nine months, so eh, cool. But we'll see what happens. So th- there were no tears, no big emotion, no nothing like that. It was it was really very muted. So um, that 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 was probably quite because different maybe
1: you from- didn't realize properly what was happening. <laughs>
0: There was no, a little bit of that. I, there was a little bit of that, but there was also the fact that I'm always super cautious and I don't want to mm. get excited before something has actually happened. Um, mm. So she, obviously she was actually pregnant, but we didn't have the confirmation from the doctor. So I didn't want to get excited to be disappointed afterwards. And that's always something that is maybe my personality trait. But I think my for my wife, she couldn't ignore it. Like It's not like I ignored it, but I didn't, get involved in it, not get involved, that's the wrong word, but uh, get uh, invested, that's the word I was looking for. I didn't get invested initially by by excessive caution. And for her obviously, you know, your body started starts changing immediately. Even even if you don't feel it um, in the shape of your body, immediately you start feeling, or very quickly you start feeling things. And you, the, the mere knowledge that you have this thing growing inside you, um, I think makes it impossible to ignore. Whereas for me, I was very happy to, you know, go and play some video games a couple of or, uh, hours afterwards. Um, I, Bruce, I'm curious how it went for you. Um for me, it was very much the same as you, Patrick. Uh, very similar. We'd been
2: trying for about six months, and while we hadn't had false starts, it was it was a moment of, of joy. It was yes, you know, we've done this. I think uh, you, we didn't realise the the impending um, changes to our lives, especially with our first uh, first first boy. But uh, uh, even with even with our sec- second boy, well, the first first boy, I was there. Um, she went into to, to the toilet and came out and said, you know, uh, I think I am pregnant and... Um did the test and yeah sure it was positive and and that was a a moment of
0: yay you know yeah. we, we're gonna have a baby and and, and I, I was like think... i was like uh so how yeah. certain is this thing and we googled yeah. it and we're like yeah it's pretty much 99 percent so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you probably are pregnant so that was it like was,
2: okay it was very similar to that and i think for me uh with with second with with the second boy caden um it was actually a telephone call and that hit me a lot more because I knew oh, really? what was coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought, so it okay, wasn't the emotion, said, it was oh, the no. dread. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I knew, I knew what, you know, the, 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 the impending and, and I'm before, I, before I go into any of this, it has to be prefaced by, I love my boys more than anything in the world. And I think you two will, will, you know, say exactly the same thing. Anything I, I say, confirm, now, yeah, it, you know, it, it, I love my kids and, and I will, I will do more than everything for them, um, and I will go to jail for them, and I, and I, you know, do any number of illegal and legal things to make sure they're happy, um, <laughs> and, and grow up to be good people. But yeah. But however. My- <laughs>
1: however. However,
2: <laughs> um, I didn't realise that back then when what we were getting info, into, and 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 we will get into that. So for me, it was like, oh wow, yes, I'm going to be a dad, and you know, I can. Teach them how to do this, and we didn't know if it was going to be a boy or a girl at that time. And we, uh, we so, so that was uh, not that it
0: mattered, but it yeah, was, yeah, so of, you, okay, you weren't well, sure whether to prepare the the princess dresses or the knight's armors. Is that what yeah. you're saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, well, <laughs> we,
2: we, 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 we eventually, um, yeah, we, we decided it wouldn't matter, we were going to go with a, with a yellow color scheme or something like that, and just to, so, yeah. so that people. <laughs> um gender is another issue altogether but um i think the the my initial reaction was very muted much like yours patrick i was very much okay it only ever really hit me when we went for our first scan and
1: uh in zimbabwe yes that's really emotional yeah
2: yeah um and i don't know if you want to go into that but that was when the tears came for me uh we were in the
1: doctor's
0: office and uh you know, she lay back. Tears,
1: tears came again for me.
0: <laughs> I get a feeling you know, that Martin is going to be trying, cr- uh, crying like throughout this episode. It's like, oh yeah, and then I started crying. Oh okay. Oh, and then I started crying. Oh okay. Um, <laughs>
1: Wait, a second I, I'm getting my tissues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But the, the,
2: you know, that the, just seeing that little dot on fuzzy dot on the screen, mm-hmm. and suddenly it was like, oh my god, that's it's a real, real. thing yeah. that I've created. Um, yeah. That was when
0: it really hit me. I have to say, for me, um, the, the that not muted—that's not the right word—but that being conscious of it, conscious of it without being too impacted, continued throughout almost all of the pregnancy. Um, my wife is a, a very strong, and she didn't have any like none of the moods well she had mood swings a little bit but she didn't let it affect her too much and she she felt obviously heavier and and her body ached and all of that but she was still like eight months into the pregnancy she was going to you know grocery shopping and carrying like uh uh, bottles of milk and and super heavy stuff and coming back not very far but she was doing it and i was like oh my god are you sure (laughs) you're yes of course why would i (laughs) Yeah, be affected by that yeah, it was so it it's not that it didn't change i guess the 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 one thing that really affected me was that she would go to bed early um at like 10 sometimes even 9 so i would just kiss her goodnight and go in the in the den place of more video games and that's what the more pregnancy video was like games. yeah yeah oh. that was what the pregnancy was like for me and like the first scan was impressive because there was the like initially obviously it's just a dot like literally a pixel on screen that is blinking black and white like blinking white and and the doctor tells you hey look at this it's your baby and this is the heart (laughs) and and you're like oh well okay it's a little bit you realize it's not my baby
1: it's a bean yeah it's yeah it's like even (laughs) less than a
0: bean and uh and so and in Finland, uh, I wonder how it is for you guys, but in Finland, you are so well taken care of, uh, at least throughout the pregnancy. You have multiple doctor's appointments and everyone is super nice and uh, you, you, they they follow uh, the whole thing with a lot of care and they ask you all the questions. And like, I, I get the feeling that the um, uh, uh, Neovala, which is the system, the healthcare system that is designed to care for uh Pregnancies and babies and 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 children. Uh, it's really they want to make sure. Basically, it was created a few, maybe a century ago, to make sure that uh, infant deaths were as uh, reduced as possible. So they make sure that you have a good environment, that you have help, that you have, uh, and and so they just make sure everything's okay, and you feel almost. I don't want to say on autopilot because we definitely read a lot of books and we prepared ourselves and we discussed it and all of that, but you feel, I think, safe in a way that I'm not sure you feel in most other countries because you know that if anything wrong is going to happen, you are taken care of and you can call someone and uh, at any point you can call them and they will have advice for you and you can ask any question like... It feels like you're so in a very, I want to say modern country, like modern society. Every, anytime I go to Japan, I feel like I don't need to do anything because you have a store at every corner that has everything and you don't need to worry <laughs> about any of it, Indeed. right? And. And in this case, the pregnancy felt like that. We didn't have to really seriously worry about anything because we knew we were taken care of by a competent uh, system. It's not like luxury hotel-type hospitals, but it's very competent and it's very um, uh, all-inclusive, kind of. So that was very liberating for me during the pregnancy, and I could focus on preparing and, you know, as I was saying, reading the books, buying the things, and all of that. Um, Martin, I'm curious: is it as easy the pregnancy in Japan? I know you spent part of it in France, but um. yeah,
1: I, I was actually I was quite uh, worried about uh, the medical system because uh, I had myself some experience and I heard a lot. From from friends, both Japanese, uh, English, and uh, and French, uh, many of them have bad experiences at hospital. Really, in Japan. In Japan, yes, in, exactly. In in Japan, that's what, okay. what is uh, weird, because uh, it's the the system uh, is made uh, like not anyone can become a doctor. Obviously, but. There are many uh, doctors, uh, established doctors, who can get by just their influence, by their power, uh, a license for their kids to become really? a doctor. Yes, that's seriously, crazy. That's crazy as it sounds. And and I've met some really incompetent doctors. And uh, I mean, yes, they still and, have to
0: go to school. But you're, I guess, what you mean is they don't have to. Be very good in school in order to get the yeah, license. Yeah,
1: exactly. They yeah. I, the, 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 they they can graduate like like this, like uh, in a blink of an eye. Mm. Uh, they, it's almost fake, and and uh, I've seen the results. And some there are some really like freelancers, uh, doctors that. Uh, don't really understand what what happens to you and they, they they give you some bad medicines and 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 that's really, really scary they, people, people people yeah, people are really pissed off about that. So I was a bit worried because yeah, giving birth is not uh, is not uh, something that you take it uh, lightly. <laughs> so but uh, I was really surprised because our local, Doctor, local hospital was really nice and full of uh, really nice people, especially the the doctor, the uh, the gynecologist. Gynec- yeah, why, OB-GYN, OBGYN, but gynecologist, yeah, yeah OBGYN. Yeah. yeah. So really, it was the, the typical Japanese og in, in the in the 50s, 60s, uh, very grumpy. But very nice <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> so that was uh, really, I really enjoyed going to 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 visit him uh, with my wife for the for the for the scan. How do you call the the um, uh, the radio ultrasounds, the,
0: the, the ultrasound?
1: Ultrasound, yes. To to, you know, to, you know, to 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 visualize the the, the bean. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, and yeah. So, mm. did you? Uh, how did the the pregnancy as a whole? Go for you. Were you affected? Like, did you... Did your wife, like... I don't know, make you do things or I don't know. How did you, how did it go for you as a, as a dad?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I tried to be, to be as supportive as I, as I could. So, but like, like your wife, I think my wife is, my wife is very uh, strong and uh, not that she wants to show that she is strong, that she just is naturally strong. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, she, she didn't ask for help. So I, 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 did some help by myself, of course, go, going to buy something and uh, carry some uh, heavy luggages. Um, and uh, something interesting is that uh, when you take the, the train, when you were you are in the train, uh, there are some reserved seats. <laughs> for a uh, pregnant uh women and elderly course, people yeah. and uh <laughs> there's many uh young japanese that pretend they don't notice that they have a uh, oh pregnant woman in front of them and and really that pissed me off <laughs> so <laughs> i i had one time to, to to tell to tell a guy okay now can you leave the seat please <laughs>
0: Uh, of um, course, you hello? being you being a, a foreigner, a gaijin, you you took the um, the the outrageous uh, line yep. of speaking <laughs> up. How did they react?
1: Oh, he, he was saying, like, "Oh, like, oh, okay, uh, sorry, I didn't uh-huh.
0: notice," and uh, <laughs> ah. he he went away.
1: go <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly like that.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so. Okay, so I know it has a good parent.
1: I think for me uh, the, that there. There's,
2: sorry, there's, there's yeah, something very attractive about French people speaking Japanese. I, I think. It's...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I miss it. You know, I, some some listeners might not know, but I lived in Japan for uh, a few years, and I, I speaking different languages. When you stop speaking one of them, is you, you do miss it. So uh, when Martin is, <laughs> I interact with Martin, I take the opportunity to say a few words.
1: Um, and uh, the last podcast I, I was on was about Japan, of course.
0: The what? Oh, yeah, the, the last so the, episode the, the, the last we did together. The last podcast you invited me, was,
1: yeah. yes, last episode.
0: Of course. Um, mm. th- there's, I think, a couple of moments that stand out during the pregnancy uh, for me. The, the first one is when we actually got to see, uh, in the ultrasound, uh, we got to see a head. Or I can't remember if it was an ultrasound or a different kind of imaging exam thing but we got to see an actual head and way more than the bean or the you know heartbeat or that was when it was like oh so it's not you know i don't want to make it seem like it's the the traditional kind of dumbstruck father that is like oh my god it's real because i very much knew it was real um but it was it took a form mm. uh, i guess the form of a baby <laughs> which was more <laughs> um which made it uh more tactile in my head kind of so that was the f- a, a moment where i was like that's the it was maybe 6 months in um when my wife and i looked at each other and she was basically the same as me she was uh, you know i'm making it sound like Ah, oh, Patrick is the out of touch father because he doesn't have the baby inside him, but she definitely had more of the pregnancy <laughs> in her obviously uh but, but she, obviously. yeah but it, it it didn't feel very as you know I don't think she was that far from my approach to it um and and that moment when we saw the head was the first time when we liked that you know we had that traditional um movie moment of like we we take each other's hands and we look at each other and we're like oh it's a baby it's our baby and you know that was uh, an emotional time and the other time was when we were trying to uh i was trying to listen to the baby in uh my wife's belly um and at some point he was kicking uh all the time but the the the, at, at some point he kicked my actual head like when i was trying to listen and, and that was really like, oh, wow, it's, he kissed me. There's a physicality to this little alien thing growing in my wife's belly. And that was a really fun moment, which I still remember now. And we both laughed about, but uh, that made it more, more palatable, not palatable, but more real. Um, Bruce, what about you? How did the pregnancy go? Uh, pregnancy. Go <laughs> go through two of them
2: because
1: the, the first two one with pregnancies. The two pregnancies
2: <laughs> were very different. Were very very different. The first one was in was mostly in Zimbabwe. We only we only moved out. We only flew literally a day before uh, the last day. Um, my wife was able to fly. Uh, right. They wouldn't have let her fly after that. So uh, you know she was bursting at the seams. It was literally I think. Uh, 40 weeks out of the 46 or something, or 36 out of the 40, uh, it was very much, uh, we moved in September and the baby was born in uh, November. So maybe it wasn't that close, but um, uh, the the airlines have restrictions on how late uh, a pregnant woman is allowed to fly at least long distance. It's uh, uh, three
0: months, unless you have a note from your doctor, in which case I think you can go up to two months, but that's it. Yeah, we
2: got we got the note. So it was two months before um, uh, he was born on the twenty fourth of November, and we flew on the seventeenth of right. of September. So that was September October. Yeah, so that would have been two months, and that was an experience in itself. But in Zimbabwe, the first seven months of of the pregnancy were, uh, I think it was a, a very different experience from in Scotland for me because, as you said, in, uh, here in Scotland they're very much funnily enough, uh, are trying to follow the Finnish model. Um, they just br- brought in... You get the, the baby boxes, don't you, in Finland? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and that while they weren't implemented back then, uh, they have been implemented recently. And um, uh, Just let me explain,
0: explain what they are, um, yep, for those who don't know. The baby boxes are a set of uh, uh, clothes, tools, and literally a, a wooden box that you can use with a mattress to make the baby sleep in. Um, which is today, nowadays, it's very cute. It's known by many people in the world. But initially, uh, it was part of that effort to reduce infant mortality of the neovala, the part of the healthcare system, as I said, that cares for infants and pregnancies and babies and children. And it's really the intent is to make sure that every parent has the bare essentials they need to... Uh, uh, you know, clothe and the baby and make sure they sleep in a safe environment and not in the middle of the bed where obviously it can be dangerous and all of those. And and that is a very, it's cute nowadays, but it's a very intentional uh, healthcare tool that they started distributing for quote unquote free to every uh, new parent. So yeah, they're implementing that in Scotland as well. In Scotland, yeah, the 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 idea behind it is
2: to reduce inequalities. So you know, everyone gets it. Doesn't matter how much money you've got and what your means are, etc. So it's a, I think it's a good thing in a way because I think there's a lot of uh, even to this day inequalities and and you know teenage pregnancies where mothers don't have anything or and uh, and are forced to bring up a baby, um, not without really having the, the needs anyway so, so that's what we that's what we had in scotland and uh um, so it wasn't very like that much, in Zimbabwe, i guess well in, in you see in scotland we had very much a midwife was assigned to us very early on we had a, a a district nurse who was assigned to us very early on and they visited regularly and uh my wife went to um had appointments set up. There was a whole schedule of appointments where, you know, she would have to go and uh, speak to a doctor, have a scan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it was, a, it was very much uh, your your experience of being taken care of. Whereas in Zimbabwe, we had to be a lot more proactive uh, ourselves. Uh, we'd have we'd go to the doctor, and um, you know, he did a scan for us right there in his room. He just happened to have a a. a, a, a ultrasound uh, one of those ultrasounds or? yeah and he did that for us and then we had to pay extra to go uh to a professional um what are they called uh, people who do actual full uh ultrasounds uh, there's a radiologist i think of the name okay and um you yeah, know so we, you know we do that just to get the the, the sex scan gender scan and um it, we then had to do a lot of looking up you know what? What is he now? Is how big is he? What? What are his needs? Uh, she, she, my wife, had to then um, make sure she was taking the right uh, um, uh, vitamins because there's special vitamins that. Uh, oh, and they didn't tell we, you at the well, no, doctor's office. We, we well, he he would suggest it, but there was no sort of this is what you must do. It wasn't. Uh, mm. You know, there there wasn't. It was very much in 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 the. I don't want to say the first world, but in Scotland, very much uh, a structure. Whereas in in Zimbabwe, it's very much well, you're in this. This is what's going to happen. This is what you must plan for. But you must sort it out yourself, um, and uh, you've got to pay for everything yourself. Obviously, um, uh, that was another issue. But uh, I think we've we've gone into that before. So so for us. Um, Eventually that and other things we decided to move and we had to we had to we had to fly to Scotland and and it was interesting the moment we landed here in Scotland suddenly we were into the system and I've, it was such a major change we were just taken care of. Um, and my wife had a, a midwife who was assigned to us, and they were asking all sorts of questions about what your previous midwife had to say about this and that. And we had to say, well, we've, we've had nothing, you know, uh, as far as that goes. Um, so uh, I think for me, uh, as far as the medical side, yeah, there was that. Uh, and my wife was very much uh, on the flight, uh, vulnerable. Um, and that wasn't really. Uh, I don't know if you, you you talked about traveling with a baby but traveling with a heavily pregnant wife was a very very different experience I had to very much be the and she's not like this normally but I had to very much be the man you know telling people hold on
1: you know <laughs> right God God. Angel. Um,
2: yeah you know and because we were going through and they were say, well you can't take a bottle of water through there and she burst into tears you know it was like well she's heavily pregnant it's a bottle of bloody water we'll drink it in front of you it's very (laughs) hot we were in nairobi at the time um and it was very much putting down foot and 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 doing all those uh, uh, manly things manly things yeah 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 uh, that's okay it's fine so uh, (laughs) i think i think for me the Scottish angle was very, very interesting. It was so eye-opening for me when our second ba- baby was, you know, mm. on the wall. Um, and emotionally it was very different. We were able to think about
0: completely different things. So. yeah. I think that's the common thing that everyone says. The second one is completely different. But um, before yeah. we move on, we're going to talk about the delivery. But before we move on, uh, I want to ask Martin about um, part of your pregnancy or your wife's pregnancy was uh, in France, right? How? How is yeah, that? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, and there's a good reason for that. We were in Japan, so of course we were planning to to get the, the delivery in Japan. But something happened. On March 2011, uh, there was some kind of little earthquake in uh, mm. Fukushima that uh, was so so little that it uh, the tsunami destroyed. that followed uh, yeah. uh, destroyed everything, and I still remember. Being in my apartment, I was on the fifth floor. So Tokyo, uh, if you don't know, is about uh, 200, 230 kilometers from uh, Fukushima. But I felt an incredible uh, rumble and the the, the noise and everything was falling apart. (laughs) Uh, And I was...
0: (laughs) Oh, you're... Cutting off here, and uh, that you, was really, you cut off really for crazy. You cut off for a couple of seconds, but yeah, keep going. Oh.
1: Okay, so yes, I I said I was terrified by the by the rumble and everything was falling apart. Uh, so that was really terrible. So I had to 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 go out, and of course because of the uh, the earthquake, uh, every train, every subway in even in Tokyo stopped. So. That's why uh, my wife had to uh, go back to her house by foot.
0: <laughs> so, from it where? Took her from work?
1: From, for, from the, her work, yeah, from her office. And uh, it took her five hours. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, she could you, was. Uh, did you
0: manage to call her? Was, uh, I guess the phone worked. Yes, yes, was
1: we could call. Okay. Uh, it, it it worked better with the uh, with Line. You know, the, it's the messaging right, application right. that that is very popular in Japan. Uh, so the four G networks was were down. So we had to to use the the Wi Fi that still worked. And
0: yeah, I could contact her. Everything was fine. I was. so uh, did did you not go to meet her like with a bike or something or no maybe you were eating tonkatsu so you had to finish it before you could go
1: (laughs) sure 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 you know you know in life there are some priorities
0: (laughs) (laughs) right so fukushima (laughs) no really the the uh the earthquake and the the nuclear plant and all of that you decided and
1: then yeah. After the tsunami, yes, we, we, we decided because we it was really the, the the total blackout, so we didn't know what was happening. It was uh, pretty terrible. So we we chose to we had the opportunity to to take a plane first to Kyoto and then to France, and uh, uh, it was uh, so in it was April. So uh, the the delivery date was uh, getting close. So we were really struggling to choose whether to give birth in france or in japan so uh, like bruce uh the (laughs) it was so close to the to the um, the day we couldn't take the plane with the 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 big belly (laughs) and uh, we finally chose to uh to go back to japan because that's where our our life is so that's where we live
0: but you spent, I, wa- I want to know about the few, it was a few months you spent in France while she was pregnant. It
1: was actually not a few months, but uh, more than a month, about a month and mm. a half,
0: yeah. Uh, th- was there, so, did you go to the to the hospital at that point, during that time, or did yes, you? Yes, yes, we, like made, the, we the... made
1: a few a few visits. Yeah,
0: and, how was uh, it?
1: The, the good thing about the, the, the healthcare is that as uh, we, we we had a, a special status of refugees. <laughs> that's oh, wow. that was weird. Okay. So the, everything was taken care of. So we we didn't have to pay anything for the visit for the for the um, for the uh, the scan thing and the, the visit to the, to the hospital. And the funny thing is that really the doctor in France are different from the doctors in Japan. Well, that's what I want to know. In, How are they different? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty brutal. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> pretty brutal. Okay, lay down. Okay. Spread the legs <laughs> like this. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, yes, so. But it was it was not that that terrible. Of course it was it was okay. It was a, a nice uh, nice doctor, woman doctor, and she was nice, but pretty brutal <laughs> compared okay. to, to, to Japanese doctors.
0: <laughs> I wonder if your wife would would say the same thing it was okay she was nice <laughs> but uh,
1: I, w- I was uh, beside her so I I, I could say but mm. no I think it was pretty pretty okay
0: okay but did so, you feel um, did you also feel like that sense of being taken care of and safe um as we mentioned, Nothing, not
1: exactly. Really, we had to wait a lot. It was a very bigger hospital than the the, the one we we used to to go in uh, in Japan. It, our hospital in Japan is it, a really local one. It really, it's like you go to like. Yeah, there's just one doctor actually, mm. and a few nurses, and a few, uh, a few people, a few staff to 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 get the papers done. So we had to go in Toulouse, my hometown in south of France, and it was the big, big hospital. We had to wait hours, even if she was pretty, uh, pretty pregnant, as you know. So it was more like industrial, right. <laughs> industrial. Uh, birth uh, factories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny, you know, ben, it's, very local. in 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 Helsinki, which is not a small town. Um, they've mm. gathered, they've closed down some hospital to have like all, inclu- not in all inclusive, like hospitals that can do every type of operation. Usually, at least in France, you have like level one, level two, level three, and level ones are smaller maternities but they Mm. can't do like a C-section or something like that. And uh, so in order to make sure you have, well, to reduce costs, uh, of course, but also to make sure you have all of the necessary uh, equipment and staff and and expertise. In Helsinki, they've uh, made all of the hospitals into like two or three centers, and mm. it's it, and still, even though it's quite large, it's not too bad. You don't wait too long, and Helsinki is not a small town. Um, so anyway, that's that that's an interesting aspect. Mm. But uh, let's move on to the actual delivery. Sorry,
1: before before oh, that, yeah, I just ahead. wanted to to ask a question to 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 Bruce because uh, you you said you you went you really moved from Zimbabwe to 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 Scotland, but uh, of course. Uh, with a ten months, uh, ten months pregnant wife, it's a thing. But it's also a thing to 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 move for for good. Uh, so, how was the accommodation? Where well, did you get somewhere to live pretty fast and uh, all the? The other things and uh, uh,
2: <laughs> that, that 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 is very very relevant. Yeah, we, when when mm. when we came, made a decision to move. Um, mm. My wife's uh, mother uh, offered; she lived in at the time in a three-bedroom house by herself. Uh, oh. So she she offered us to to stay with her until we got. You know, set up, set up and got our feet under the table, etc. So um, that's that's what the initial plan was. And that's mm. what we did. Um, that changed uh, within six months. But, yeah, that we, we did. We did do that. And I had to uh, do the old going out getting a job once we landed in Scotland. I, I actually <laughs> had a job interview Two days after I landed, because uh, I'd sent wow. out my CV, etc. I didn't get that job in the end. But, uh, but yeah, we 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 did a lot of planning. Into all of that, we had to move our cats too, which we had in Zimbabwe, and that they actually cost more to move country than we did. So <laughs> babies, <laughs> crazy, but... babies, and cats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but, you know, back then I, I, love, I love our cats, but you know, I, we thought, oh, we've got two cats. We know how to take care of a baby, but uh, we're, we're, we're going to how different that is. You know, how people go and say, oh, I've got a little it's my little baby. No, he's not. Um, but yeah. anyway, so, so yeah, we had a we had a mother-in-law who we stayed with who was, um, good. Who very generously, led us. That's uh, nice, yeah. Let, have, and and have
0: I don't know that so. we made it clear, but you moved from Zimbabwe because of the uh, healthcare for the baby and the cost and all of that. It was the the reason. Yeah, it
2: was. It was. It was that, and it was also just not being able to find a job at the time and the climate. And we right. felt the political situation wasn't going well. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that's uh, that's a different
0: story. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the delivery um and again as the the, the dad uh how it went for each of us. I'm I'm going to start um just because mine might be the longest, but uh I'm going to try to keep it short. Basically, my wife's uh delivery was kind of a heroic thing. Uh it was a 48 hours affair between the time the the delivery the the um, labor started, and when uh, our baby was actually born, and the the Finnish system does something really clever is that it, which is they encourage you to stay at home until the last possible moment, or rather, what you feel is the last possible moment, because we have this image of um, the the how babies are born from movies which is like oh my god the water broke and um, um, contractions we have to go now quickly and like the the taxi and the panic and the that is so not how it goes i mean in most cases i'm sure some people some women deliver in a couple of hours but actually when you start feeling the contractions you have a lot of time until things actually start happening so in in the Finish system. They, you give them a call, and they tell you, "Have you tried taking some painkillers? And have you tried taking a shower? And stay a little bit more. Call back in a couple of hours." And
1: yeah. they really want you to to give birth at home.
0: <laughs> well, so they they. they Tell you when you have to, like, I can't remember exactly, but it's like when uh, contractions are, whatever, 10 minutes apart, and lasts at least 30 seconds or something. Uh, or maybe it's, I really can't remember, maybe that's too late, but they give you a, a pretty clear time of when it's, it's appropriate to jump in the taxi. And that's what we did. And still, I mean, obviously my wife's delivery was really long, but still we had 24 more hours in the hospital so that was you know the, the the image that you have to jump in the taxi as soon as something happens is i think everyone will agree absolutely in- inaccurate um Bear. yeah but so mm. we we went through this and again my wife being the fantastic woman she is she, like she didn't wake me up when he started having contractions she was like when i woke up she was a little bit she was like hey so contractions started it's fine keep sleeping uh, everything's okay and obviously that lasted 24 hours so she even told me like just have a good night's sleep uh after you know a few hours of many hours maybe 10 12 i can't remember have a good night's sleep we'll see what happens in the morning if things get bad i'll wake you up we can go you know she was like super chill about it not super chill that's mischaracterization but um it, it was really long and uh, when we got to the hospital, I was a little bit, not in panic mode, but like, I don't know, Papa Bear, making sure everything's okay. And I'll cut to the important part. It took, still after that, 24 hours. And at some point, I even went out and went to, you know, have some burgers because I was super hungry. She couldn't eat, but it, I still had to uh, eat. And and when I came back, she finally took the um, epidural and... Long story short, in the end, uh, she was trying to push, the baby wasn't coming out, they tried a bunch of things, and it, they decided to do a, uh, not emergency emergency, but emergency C-section. And her, having complete faith in the system, once she finally, they finally decided that they were going to do a C-section, she was like, fine, give me the good drugs and everything, you know, she had faith that everything was going to be taken care of. Like, that was the point when they decided, that was the point when she felt uh, relieved. Relieved. For me, when that happened, it was two minutes, they wrapped everything, took her out of the room. And then I was left alone in that room and my uh, naturally um, uh, uh, neurotic uh frame of mind took over and I was like I was completely I broke down. Um, I was like I, I was afraid cool, she was Patrick. gonna I, I was afraid she was not gonna be okay. I was afraid the baby wasn't gonna be okay and it, it took maybe five ten minutes until they took me in the room which were probably the longest five or ten minutes of my life but um I was so afraid so afraid and um even in the end, they took me in the room. There was a super nice anesthesiologist who was trying to make jokes, which we weren't responding to, of course. Um, but then the baby was born. I saw it first. Uh, and then they put him on, on my wife for a little bit. And then they took, me, they took her away and took me in the room with the baby to do some skin-to-skin and all of that. And it was a bit weird because I was so concerned about my wife that I couldn't really, I didn't, I almost didn't care about the baby. That's terrible to say, but it was like, I was in a state of, you know, hadn't slept for 24 hours and, and worried for so long. And she was, at some point she was trying to push so hard. She was in pain and it was weird to finally be in that room with the little baby, which I cared about, but I was, I wanted to know where my wife was and, so that was not a fun experience and i don't think i quite realized that uh we had a baby until maybe a few days later <laughs> um but yeah so the, i guess the the overall story is the healthcare system worked perfectly and even though there is some unavoidable discomfort for the wife uh for for the yeah for the wife uh, or the person delivering that's you know how babies work um the the everything was taken care of but for me it was not a pleasant experience and for my wife obviously uh <laughs> neither but um yeah so that's how it went for the deliv- delivery for me and then Finally, I got to the maternity and I was waiting for my wife to arrive. I mean, I actually went to see her because the staff realized, okay, that that dude is not going to let up. He wants to see his wife. So they brought me and the baby to our wife. And so we didn't have that moment. I guess we did. Like, you see the baby and you're like, oh my God, it's the baby. We did. But that's not what I remember. I remember the 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 terror of being... Uh, of not knowing how my wife was, <laughs> even though she was perfectly fine, and I, I deep down, I knew she was fine but so then in the in the um, maternity, that was a whole different story because she couldn 't sleep. The baby, and we 'll get to that when we talk about the first few uh, months, but the baby was not happy to be born um, he was super cozy in there, and he was <laughs> not very happy to be out, and he has a voice on him i let me tell you, he makes himself heard. Um, so he couldn't sleep. We didn't have a single room because the hospital was super full. Uh, and there was another baby in the room who was also not super happy. My wife couldn't sleep, I would go home. Like the biggest advice I can give initially we were bummed we didn't have a family room, but it was a blessing because I had to go home, sleep, so that I could take care of the baby in the day so that my wife could sleep. Because otherwise she would and even then she didn't sleep a lot. So I, w- I would say the overall delivery experience was pretty crappy for both of us but we're a special case I guess. Um,
1: you you mean she, you mean she stayed at the maternity and you you took the baby home? Oh, no, no, back no. Home?
0: No, of course the baby stayed with her for the night. Okay. And I I okay, slept Okay, so you could go, during go, the night.
1: go to have a sleep. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> And um, and and we stayed at the maternity because she had a mild infection. So we had to stay a few more days. Overall, we stayed like she stayed four days, I think, something like that. Um, So, yeah, that was the delivery. How was it for you, Martin? Oh, that was uh,
1: quite easy. Sorry (laughs) to say that. (laughs) It's fine. I'm just just happy it wasn't as hard for you. I was expecting the worth. Uh, um, but uh, actually, it went pretty well. And the, the contraction came, we took a cab, went to the hospital, not the one I was uh, talking about, but of course, a bigger one. So, And you were in Kyoto, and- right? Uh, no, 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 no. We 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 went back to 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 Tokyo after oh, okay. after friends okay. In in Tokyo where we live. So uh, we went to the hospital. Everything went well. Uh, my wife was happy with the with the lunch and the and the dinner. And she she even asked for more onigiri. You know the the rice rice, rice balls. Bowl. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a funny detail because you know usually. The, the the common thing is that the pregnant woman suddenly wants to eat uh, strawberries, right? <laughs> it's like some, some kind of urban legend. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my wife, as a Japanese uh, woman, uh, didn't want any strawberries she wanted onigiri oh i can
0: understand that onigiri is way better than onigiri please (laughs) so so that
1: was my one of my duties during the the pregnancy Mm -hmm. so back to the back to the hospital so it didn't last long really uh i think i could even go back home to have a rest and then go back to the hospital because the, the the delivery the labor was planned uh for about 12 hours, in 12 hours. So I could go back doing some work and then went back to the hospital. And really? You came. didn't stay at the hospital yeah. for
0: the 12 hours? Yeah,
1: yeah, I could I could even go back home. Yes, yeah, yes. but you, you could have
0: stayed. That's like, oh, sorry, I have tonkatsu to eat. Like, I'll be back. No, 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 no. yeah, <laughs>
1: my, my, my tonkatsu was waiting for me. So <laughs> tonkatsu can't wait. I understand. No, no, seriously. I don't know, but it was not for long. But uh, mm. So, of course, I was there. Uh, a few hours before the uh, expected uh, labor time so um, it went, went pretty well so like you she went first on the delivery room so i was beside so uh, and you didn't mention but did you watch uh, in front of where you uh, just
0: Oh, no, I was her. I was besides her holding her hand okay. and things like that. Okay. And, yeah,
1: me too, me too, me too. I, mm, mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I thought it, it, it's a bit shocking. So I, I thought it was pretty, it was uh, really better to be there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, more power to you if you think that if mm. you want to do uh, the watching uh, from the front, mm-hmm. but I that, well, that was not for me. I was fine watching, you know, just holding mm. her hand and yeah. Yeah.
1: And 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 some feathers would even uh uh film film yeah, <laughs> yeah, the delivery. That's, that's <laughs> okay. Some things
0: are, are better left, you know, <laughs> mysterious and, and yeah. But yeah. um Exactly, yeah. and
1: then and then she came and everything changed.
0: <laughs> really? So the, I, the I moment she arrived?
1: That, mm, yeah, that was crazy. Really some like Mind-blowing. I I was expecting a baby to come out, of course, (laughs) but it was my baby. So, uh, of course, sorry, I cried again.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's sweet.
1: Oh, oh, yes. And and, uh, the the nurse uh, let me hold her for a while. And then uh, with the mother, we took a few pictures and uh, that was it. That was really faster than expected. Nice. On my side.
0: Oh, well, good for mm. you. Good for you. You know, I think we are trying a... to... Go ahead.
1: Yeah, sorry. No, just, uh, just a bit. I was. We were worried a bit uh, for two or three days because she had, uh, I don't know how to say it in English, you know, jaunice, uh, you know, when the, it happens to many, many kids, mm. uh, many babies when they are born and they, they have some yellowish skin. Yeah, yeah and uh, so it, jaundice. it has they it's have John this, John so and, and it has to be treated with the uh, ultraviolet rays mm. uh, for a while but for for it was like maybe not that two days but 24 hours we couldn't be uh, with her because oh. she was taking care in a very uh, clinical room and uh we could right, just right. watch her by by the window and it was a bit heartbreaking heartbreaking mm. so but of course it's it's not that bad and and uh it gets better just after uh, 20 hours so it was okay, okay.
0: <laughs> how about you bruce was it At the end. Uh, a, a, easy well, or hard like a, well if, I've had
2: the two different experiences, two very different experiences. The first one, uh, first, first child was very much like uh, like yours, uh, Patrick. Although, mm. um, you know, we, we, we were told, we were very much told he had to wait until the latest moment. So um, we did. And because my wife was uh, classified as high risk due to not having gone through all the processes here, um, we we were told to come in slightly earlier so we came in on the evening of the thursday and uh, she was looked at we sat there for ages waiting for someone and you, you know you're sitting there thinking this is important this is important yeah. why isn't and, you know the nurse seeing me why why where are the midwives why isn't why aren't we the center of attention here um and of course they knew it was there were many hours to go you know um so she was she was checked into the hospital and they basically said to me go home Um, and, uh, you know, like much like you, but this was before the birth, I said, go home. Uh, so I did, uh, I slept as much as I could that night and came in the morning wondering if there was going to be, you know, fireworks that day and there wasn't. (laughs) So we, we sat there and contractions sort of stayed static for a long time. It was at that point where they were almost telling us to go home, but it wasn't enough for us to go home. Um, and then the fireworks started at about five or six that night uh, where things started to ramp up. And unfortunately, uh, uh, you know, it took a long time for him to turn around and then uh, contractions were getting worse. And it took the whole night until oh, wow. he was born at eight in the morning. Um, so my poor wife uh, had to, you know, had to go through all of this. and And I think for me, just the the experience of not being able to do anything at mm. all, you know, and it's it's this is like the most people talk about is the most important moments of their life and and you're sitting there going. I can't do anything. There's yeah. absolutely nothing I can do, you know. Oh, uh, and and in fact, there comes a point where I think comforting your wife becomes more irritating to her than uh, than 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 not. Don't yeah, know if yeah, that I agree. To you guys, you're like, are you okay? Can I help you? Just that, you know? Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, when she's having contractions, uh, last thing she wants is her husband to say, "Are you having another contraction?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that happened to you, but it was it was halfway through the night. She was like, "Of course, I'm having a contraction," you know. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We did
0: for me. We didn't have that moment where the wife gets angry at the husband. Um, it never happened. Like she would, she might me need neither. something, or she would, she would express discomfort, or she would ask me for something. But we never had that moment again. That movie moment of the wife, like. Going off on the on the husband because of the the hormones or whatever she didn't even really have mood swings so in that sense go it was, and get my cigarettes yeah <laughs> uh, like she would have like some cravings of course some weird ones sometimes but it was on from for that aspect I'm I mean I don't know if it's just my wife but I feel like there's a lot of societal I don't know uh, I mean I'm sure some some women. Get it, but at least my wife, she was not taking it out on me. Um no. I, and, I, yeah, I think um, I'm,
2: I think I think I'm mischaracterizing here because it wasn't that angry. It was just she mm. just sort of gave me a look when I asked <laughs> if she was having contractions, and and I realized myself. So, you know, the, the, I think <laughs> it,
0: it, just the actual. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. Sorry, just to qualify what I just said, I think the one moment where something is is like. Not just completely understand. It's always understandable, but at this point, it's even more. It's during the actual labor. I think at that point, like it's <laughs> nothing. It and as you said, the there's nothing you can do. And and push, cherie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just push, push. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I th- I think for me it was very strange, but the um the the hardest part up to then was trying to make conversation with the nurses. Because for us, we were assigned. Uh, well, it was a midwife who was in the room all the time because she was high risk. So it was basically me and my wife and a midwife, and nothing was happening. You know, it was just uh, just a thing. And then mm. once the contraction started and things started to move along, um, yeah, just the 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 idea of being completely helpless um, was was a problem. And then also, my wife had it in her head that uh, she. At, she didn't want forceps to be used uh, in the delivery mm. of of my eldest, and and I think she'd read horror stories about um, all kinds of things, and and the, and then there came a point where the doctor came in and said, "Right, you've got a choice here. We can either do a forceps delivery because he wasn't uh, quite right, or we can um, do a a uh, C-section." A C-section, and she immediately Whoa. jumped to the C-section, and the doctor looked at me and he he was like, "This isn't." The right choice but right, right. the choice of of the woman so um so what they said was let's uh you know what we'll do is we'll uh that went into the surgery into the um uh what's it the surgery the the, the yeah the, room, the surgery the, room the, yeah the, the, uh and uh, uh you yeah, know i had to get dressed up in scrubs and all that and i had a it wasn't the same as you. They didn't leave me alone. Thank God. Um, and went in with her dressed in scrubs and I had to sit at a sit with her. And she got the, uh, like you had got the, um, uh, jab in the back. And Mm. suddenly, you know, she went from in amazing pain to just like, Oh, I don't care. You know, it was just (laughs) a a very, very, (laughs) you know, she got the, it was a something block. I can't Mm. remember what it's called. And, uh, and then the doctor, you know, had a look and he saw and he said, OK, well, we can have have a go with the forceps first. And it was very strange. It changed in that moment. She sort of said, OK, um, have a quick go. And uh, you had to do a bit of cutting. I don't want to go into details. So it was within seconds of him doing that. There was suddenly this because I was sitting at her head. Um, and there was a, a screen up. There was the sound of uh, it was it was the most terrifying and most beautiful sound in the world of, mm. of of my you know my my son crying out for the first time. Yeah, and um, that is. Tears came to me. Then it was instant. It was like a a, a, yes. uh, I think for for me, (laughs) you know, tears. For me, that it's about time. Yeah, yay for tears. (laughs) We talk about we talk about uh, when the pregnancy became real, and it sounds silly, but that moment, he became real to me. um, Yeah. Yeah. It was that exact moment when – and I saw him being carried over. And he was covered with blood, obviously, and they sort of uh, mopped him down. And I got up to go get him, and they pushed me down. They said, you know, <laughs> you, can't, you, know <laughs> you can't move. You stay there. And they brought him over, and he had skin to skin with the wife. And exactly mm-hmm. like you, I was then taken away while she was stitched up um, with the baby well, while he was stitched – while she was stitched up. and And for me, that was – I think for me I, I wasn't as concerned about my wife at that point because it wasn't such a major operation. I think a C section would have been something else. Um that is when I just suddenly thought, Wow, my life has changed forever. Mm. Um mm. and um I you know, no no less love or disrespect to my second son, who was much easier pregnancy and a much easier birth. Um he was born in the uh, birthing rooms, as opposed to the 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 the, um, the surgery room. I keep the operating theatre. That's it. Uh, and um, you know, he he came out naturally, and uh, that was much more of a waiting game. And I knew what was going on then, so it mm. was kind. Of, uh, I knew that there was a process, and I felt comfortable where I was. So it wasn't wasn't as much of a. Uh, an emotional impact at his birth, even though there was still some there. Um, I I think for me, becoming a father for the first time, just hearing his voice, suddenly the world exploded for me and I suddenly realized, oh, I'm not the center of my universe anymore. (laughs) Um, That's funny. (laughs) I
0: I, I didn't have that moment um, at all. I mean, one other factor might have been that I was, uh, you know, I don't speak Finnish. I speak a bit of Swedish. My wife is is Swedish-speaking and Finland has both languages, but the uh, Swedish-speaking is a minority. uh, So most people speak Finnish. And I don't speak Finnish at all. Everyone also speaks English, so usually it's fine. And for most of the delivery time, it was fine. But when they decided to do the C-section, obviously it was, you know business time and then they started speaking finnish only and so added to the fact that i couldn't that i didn't know what was happening uh happening i also didn't understand anything uh, that was being said so that added to the confusion uh, of the situation but yeah i did not have that i maybe i did i don't remember now because let's move on to the, uh, you know, when you go back home um, after a few days, we finally managed to go back home and let's talk about the first.
1: Sorry, Patrick. I I just have one more thing to add. Maybe it's relevant because it's about Japanese difference. Oh, sure. Sure. uh, In the the last episode, yeah, it's always about Japanese difference. And uh, I I heard you talking about C-section and and forceps and things. Uh, One, Particular things about giving birth uh, in Japan is that the epidural uh, Shot is really unusual and Mm. it's like it's almost forbidden and if you want uh, an epidural uh, Anesthesia uh, You have to pay a lot of money really It's crazy. So we uh, we chose not to get it (laughs) And she gave birth without uh, epidural. Wow!
0: Well, I mean, I, it's so not, I, I It is a little bit discouraged I, I, I here too. To but to,
1: uh, mm, yeah, I I tried to to find out why and what I heard uh, the most from Japanese people is that uh, a mother is supposed to feel the pain. If what? she really wants to, to, wow. to give birth properly, that's so old school. So I was stunned by this statement. Yes, that's wow. the main reason I heard. That, that's, that's, so that's crazy.
2: Weird. That that's very interesting because I know uh, I don't know if if that extends to C sections, but I know that the statistics on on the number of C sections in America is much higher. I know there's a lot of well, uh, they plan it, them. It's, it's, it, yeah, it's it's planned. Whereas here, yeah, very much like Finland, it's it's um, it's not encouraged and it's or it's it's a last resort. Whereas I know with my wife mm. has 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 her little mama internet mother for uh, friends. Uh, groups that in america it's almost encouraged to have a c-section from what i understand
0: i mean obviously c-sections make everything easier at the moment um and kind of like uh, uh kind of like epidurals the the problem with epidurals is that they slow down the labor and they they make things a little bit slower and in finland it's they don't automatically give it to you. They can give... You have a choice, but they they tell you maybe try some other things. If you want it, we'll give it to you. You don't have to pay or anything and it's not actively discouraged. It's just they encourage you to try other things as well. You know, the gas and the bath and we did all of that. Um, But the C-sections is absolutely a last resort. And I think in the US, some people say it's because, you know, doctors get paid for that. Um, And some people, I don't know what the reason is, but it's certainly um a, a, a big problem in finland they really encourage you to uh breastfeed like almost to an oppressive amount yeah. especially since in france in almost no one breastfeeds in france people uh, women go back to work like 3 months later 3 months after the birth usually um and in finland you get uh i think between the father and the mother you get uh, a year off of work. So babies don't go to daycare until they're a year old usually and um breastfeeding is is super encouraged as I said most people breastfeed. If you don't breastfeed, they people look at you funny like you're some kind of pariah or like if you really can't do it, they 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 understand, but it's not what is expected. And if people like officially they tell you you have a choice, some people choose to breastfeed, some people don't um and but if you don't, it's like they will you will get some weird looks and the thing with c sections is that it's a little bit less uh safe for the baby because when you go through the birth canal and come out um you get a lot of you know uh, uh bacteria whatever that prop up your uh immune system. Same thing with breastfeeding, it's, a, I mean, the um, uh, uh, World Health Organization recognizes that breastfeeding is much better for the health of the baby because of uh, immune system, it, it builds up the immune system from the mothers, so obviously it's better, but as I mentioned in France, no one does it, so, or almost no one does it, so it was very weird um for me to have this system where it was so encouraged and um so anyway in the end my my wife really wanted to do it but let's talk about getting back to getting back home for us it was a few days later and (laughs) the first week was fine the first 10 days even I would say um because what I learned later is that Babies don't really realize that they're out of the womb until maybe a week to 10 days after they've actually come out. Um not very smart things those those infants. Um so the first 10 days were fine. We would he was he was having a hard time eating, so we would feed him with a little syringe and he would eat very often, but he would eat and uh, my wife was trying to breastfeed what they don't tell you by the way. I, I don't curse on this show, but I really want to. It's effing difficult to breastfeed. It's super hard and stressful. Like the latch has to be good, then the milk has to start coming and the baby is hungry. So the hungrier he gets, the less interested he is in trying to latch on properly. Yeah, it's like there's
1: many parameters to much. get right.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's I thought difficult. it was I thought it was like, oh just, you know, put him on there and he's gonna start sucking no 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 that's not how it works it is like a heroic effort to breastfeed um and so the other thing is um (laughs) after that blissful week when the baby doesn't really realize he's out of the womb again i don't swear but holy poop having babies (laughs) is not fun Jesus. And this is essentially everything until now was, you know, an hour and 15 minutes introduction to me being able to say this. It is. okay. go on. Fuck it. I'm going to swear. It's fucking horrible. Having babies is a really, really bad idea. Don't do it, people. It will ruin your life. And we were not prepared. Like, people don't say it. People do not say it. It's it's not even just about sleep. It's the I mean, it depends on babies. I know that some babies sleep super well, some babies cry, some babies cry normally, some babies don't cry. Our baby was not happy and he was crying all the time. There was nothing that would uh that would get him to sleep. Like uh, people who follow me on Twitter remember this from a few months ago. It, he would he didn't like the stroller, he didn't like the Pacifier. He didn't like being carried around in the carrier. He didn't like like he didn't like anything. And our one saving grace is the fact that he would sleep at night. Like he would sleep pretty reasonably. Of course, in the beginning, he would wake up two or three like three times at night. But we would have a relatively okay time during the night. Um, but he would never fall asleep without crying for at least twenty minutes. At least 20 and often minutes, often more. Um, and, and not just once, like every time for th- three months, every time he would fall asleep, he would cry. And we went to every doctor, you know, we were worried, we were like, What is happening? and like, and we tried everything, he would cry. And every doctor would tell us, You know, hey, your baby's in super good health, congrats. And we're like, Okay, great. And we, we saw every type of doctor you can think of. Thankfully, I mean, obviously this is not a, a serious issue because he he was very healthy and thank God for that. But save for a uh a, a serious health concern, it was because what people don't realize is that <laughs> babies crying is not just annoying. It's anno- it's you know it's endearing for the first two minutes. It's funny for the next five. And after 10 minutes, you start being really annoyed. But cr- baby cries are genetically designed to be torture to adults and especially to, to, to make, parents. Like, to
1: make ears
0: bleed. Yes. You, you, you have to physically want to make it stop. That's how it works. And if you can't make it stop, it is constant torture every few hours in the beginning. They, you know, fall, fall asleep like nine times a day so if the baby is going to be crying nine times a day for 20 minutes or half an hour you like i was it's funny my wife was talking to um one of her friends who already had a baby who had had a baby six months before and she would say you know oh it's 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 really hard and and the baby keeps crying and we don't know what to do and when you're in those moments you get like weird thoughts like i was thinking we should not we shouldn't have had a baby not consciously but you're like what did we do and so my my wife was talking to her friends and she was like yeah you've have you ever thought it was too hard and she was like oh yeah i i i called a friend at one point saying i was uh thinking about uh how adoption works and her friend told her, well, have you actually looked it up on the net yet? No? Okay, so you're good. You're not at the stage where you should be maybe thinking about what you're doing yet. Like, different babies, every baby is different. Oh my God! It was like, I'm still not over it, as you can hear. Um, And I'm going to, you know, include in this the, uh, the, the last three to four months... Um, which are, you know, the the month three to month uh, eight, which we're in now. And I will say... He, ha- he is now as good as he was bad before. Like, he's become incredibly easy to manage. Uh, super nice. He eats well. He sleeps. He still cries sometimes, but, you know, he's a baby. So <laughs> that's what they do. Uh, but super cute. He sleeps well. Uh, Everything. He does his nights very well. We're very fortunate at this point. But, man, during those, those first three months, I was ready to time. jump out the Freaking window, and no one tells you it's that bad, or maybe they do, and you don't realize. I don't know, but no one tells you it's that bad. It is the the best way I can describe it is torture. Literally, it's torture, and it's torture that you can't do anything about because you have a baby, and you're responsible for it, and and you can't, you know, decide to change jobs or move countries or dump your abusive girlfriend or whatever. You have a baby and he's your responsibility and you can't make it stop crying. Like when I was telling people that he wouldn't, you know, he didn't like the stroller. They were like, oh, all right. Well, I guess you're effed. <laughs> and and we're like, well, yeah, I guess we are. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the first three months, that is essentially therapy for me to express it like this.
1: Wow, Freaking you expressed horrible. this uh, uh, a lot on Twitter. Yeah, so it was you, my outlet. <laughs> on ma- many funny tweets. <laughs> Sorry, but the reality seems even worse. It was Co-Patrick. terrible. H- how was
0: it for you, Martin?
1: Oh, yes. So that's a good occasion to say another thing about Japanese difference. Okay. So um, after we leave the, the, the maternity, the the. Japanese tradition is and I think you will be surprised that the mother uh, we, we don't go back home together actually we did but just for one day after that it's usual for uh, young for mothers to go to their parents' house with the baby and stay one month really and without the father wow without wow. the father
0: i don't know if i'm if i if i'm envious or actually i think i'm a bit envious. <laughs> yes, that,
1: I, I, <laughs> that, I think it saved me some uh
0: sleep hours <laughs> yeah and you know but i understand uh, this because one thing that we didn't realize enough was you need help like our big problem well the b- exactly. main problem was that he didn't stop crying that was the main issue but you really need help when we say it takes a village i think it's the first three months that take a village but sorry keep going
1: Mm, yes yes that's exactly the point Uh, to to get help from some experienced people Mm. like your own parents (laughs) so that's that's why uh, but i don't think uh, nowadays a lot of girls go back for months because mm. it's too hard and and uh, you, you you can you can get pissed by by your by your mother who gives you maybe too many advices yeah. <laughs> maybe too old school advices so that was not really the case for my wife it was okay but uh, I think we 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 couldn't wait and we broke the rule actually mm. we broke the rule and I went to visit quite a few times because it was really try to imagine it's it's how is it crazy to you get a baby at, but you cannot see him or her for yeah. a, a full month that's and crazy. you're not supposed so to visit I, yes yes that's that's how crazy it is yes you're not supposed to visit but of course uh, my my uh, parents-in-law are pretty nice and they were okay okay you can you can pass by and so I spent a few nights and it was at the end it was like I I was living there (laughs) okay so so but yes it was a it was the, the the beginning, the very beginning, mm. and uh, maybe we were luckier than you because she <laughs> she was pretty nice and she could sleep well. And uh, of course, she she cried, she cried a lot sometimes. And uh, but uh, pretty, after, I think after three months, she could get real nights, mm. and uh, we could uh, we could sleep. <laughs> quite well. So
0: that's well, <laughs> yes. I'm happy for you. I think, you know, I don't I don't wish anyone I don't get angry about people mm-hmm. saying our oh, our baby was easy. Um I, I, I'm happy for them. I think maybe I did get angry a few months ago. But but I think the the thing that does get me angry is people who say, Oh, but you forget how bad it is and then you 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 know after a few months you won't remember because they're so cute. I mean Honestly again people following me on Twitter and Instagram and whatever know that he is impossibly cute and now he's amazing and he he's starting to crawl and he's like he's super cool like I build towers of toys on one end of the, of the room and he's like ha, 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 and he goes to the tower to make it fall down it's a, it's great um, <laughs> but like the people who say oh you forget I do not forget Like I will never forget those few months. And the people (laughs) who say you forget are the people who got like easier, non-colicky babies and, and who don't understand what that really does to you. Because having a baby cry for five or 10 minutes, like a couple of times a day, or even five times a day is not the same experience at all. And they got like a different brand of baby. I don't know where they got theirs, but it's not the same thing. And when you live through this, it's funny because on Twitter, some people say, "Oh, you forget because they're so cute," and I'm like, "I do not forget." And some people <laughs> respond. Some people respond. Yeah, no. When you get a really bad infant, like if if the situation is really bad, you don't forget. Just let them talk. They don't know what they're talking about. You know? <laughs> and the,
1: when you when you complained, did you uh, did someone say, uh, "Oh, but you are just doing it the wrong way"? <laughs> no i don't think so
0: no no i don't think so people didn't i mean people had uh, some uh, recommendations which i was thankful for because we tried a lot Mm. of things um but it was you know no one actually said oh you're not doing it right um i think we also had the help again of the neovala system which you know you have like the first day visit and then the first week and then two weeks and after that it spreads to uh, every month or every two months um and that was super helpful as well because we had ask questions but um they didn't necessarily have the answers it's like if the baby is crying and it's healthy as i was saying their job is to make sure babies you, babies don't die <laughs> so if it's if it's healthy um if it's crying they're like i don't know you know, babies cry. They, pff, what are you gonna do? And so, it, it was still good to be able to go there to make sure that he was not suffering from any weird illness. But at the same time, it was a bit frustrating. And they also check on the parents as well. Like they had questions yeah, exactly. for us.
1: Same in Japan.
0: Yeah, they do.
1: A girl, a girl uh, came twice to to check on her and us.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> to
1: see if to check if we are good parents or. Uh, some kind of uh, brutal and uh, yeah. silly parents.
0: <laughs> I, I think they have to make sure you're... Which we are you're, not. I think they have to make sure you're holding up as well, like you're not Mm-mm-mm. collapsing. And for Mm-mm-mm. us, I think there were a couple of times when they might have uh, uh, written a couple of uh, concerned notes in the little book. I don't think so, but I mean, we were not in good shape after a month of this treatment you were allowed to collapse but but we couldn't you know that's the thing we we had very little help from um because we didn't know to ask you know and the thing is when the baby is crying so much you Mm. don't you don't want to leave it with someone else and and it feels like you are responsible for it so you want to make sure like you can't relax you can't go out you can't so Anyway, and and I was I work from home, also, that's I guess important to mention. Um, so, as a father, I am, I think, more involved than most fathers in the sense that I'm there all the time. Uh, my wife works from home as well, so the baby hasn't gone to daycare yet. Um, and we're we are both with him all the time, and we try not to be overbearing. Um, but it, like we are every time he he cries both of us get our alarms raised up even when you know the her brother is here to help or the mother is here to help when he starts crying we're like oh is he okay and we go check on him so now as i said he's super cute and easy he was he's always been cute he 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 was impossibly cute even when he was crying all the time but now he's easy so it's better but at even then i mean even more than we had no moment of rest so Keeping the podcasts going and keeping work from home was really challenging. Thankfully, I i, I mean, it worked out, but uh, that was not easy. And as a father, I think working from home is both a blessing and a curse. Um, it's a blessing because you see every little thing. And I would say I'm 40, 60, maybe even 45, 65, uh, 55 involved. Like we take care of him really almost equally. Maybe even 50-50. I don't know. Maybe she would have a different uh, opinion. But but at the same time, you don't get breaks at all, ever. Uh, So now it's been eight months. And as a French person for whom babies go to daycare or with a nanny after maybe sometimes you know sometimes as early as a month it's rare but definitely yeah, a month, yeah, three so months. two months I, i'm yeah. always really
1: surprised by that yeah and
0: even you know 3 months if your baby isn't going to daycare you're a weirdo um and and it's funny because initially when my wife uh learned that french people get only 3 months of uh maternal leave she was like, "Oh, this is barbaric and and you should be there for the baby and this is preventing women from like uh like it's it's uh, um in Finland we have a right for women to get um uh, uh, uh maternal leave and this is an advantage and adv- an advance for women's rights, blah blah blah." And now, I don't think she would want necessarily it to be just 3 months, but the fact that it's just 3 months means that you have the system around it to take care of the babies and The mother isn't kind of (laughs) a slave to taking care of the baby. If you want to go back to work after three months, you can. And if you want someone to take care of your baby, you can. Uh, She's saying she wouldn't have wanted that anyway. But given how hard it was, I think she would have liked to have the option. Um, And I understand that. I mean, I have a very different look on that, the the three months maternal leave, because... In Finland, mothers are expected to stay at home, breastfeed, and take care of the baby for at the very least six months, usually nine months, and then the father takes over for three months. So you can split it up differently, um, but yeah. So it was an interesting experience. Um, how's it? How think, did it go think, for you, Bruce? I
2: think I think for you it was uh, you got you got. Uh Shafted? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I agree. Shafted a bit. Yeah, I had. Uh, first first boy was. Um, he had his moments. And by moments, I mean weeks where he would cry and cry and wouldn't stop. But then he would stop and we'd have some respite from it. So I think that makes a difference. And I, I fully understand your. You know, the, the, it when when your child cries and you can't stop it and you've tried everything. There is something in there that clicks in your head and you just it's it's meant to make you want to do something and to not be able to do it must be the most frustrating thing in the world. And and I do remember it. It's funny. I almost don't remember it until somebody brings it up. Mm. Um, I don't want to be, I, I'm not saying that you forget about it, but years later, you look back and you think, thank God that's over. Um, yeah. And we and, almost and laugh about it now. Almost. Um, yeah, uh. <laughs> it, it's interesting. And, and you, before, before we started the podcast, you were, you were asking me why, uh, you know, I had two, and that <laughs> we, we decided to have our second soon after because we thought, well, if this is what it's like, let's get it on over with <laughs> yeah for, for number two because we, we always wanted to have two kids and and you know i wanted to have a boy and a girl etc etc but you know, we had two boys and i wouldn't change that for the world but um we thought well let's get it over with and actually our second was worse uh he he was he latched on to his mum, and he had to be breastfed for the first year of his life whereas the eldest lasted six weeks and then we had to, um, I was able to feed him, we had to go to formula because he mm. just, like you said, breastfeeding is not, it's not, it's not baby has a natural or mum has a natural ability <laughs> to do it. It's, it's hard work. Um, yeah. So we had the two different experiences there and uh, I have to mention se-
0: we also we mixed it uh, differently at dif- uh, different periods, but I also gave him the bottle often, so I also have that experience. So. Yeah,
2: it's you know it's it's nice it's nice to to be able to help them mm-hmm. and, and to be able to help mum, but I think um, uh, we won't go past the first first few months because I don't want to give you too many spoilers. But <laughs> there there does come a time when you sort of think you know, this, this, this little baby is, is becoming a person. Um, and, uh, you do kind of, it's not, you do look back on it and think, wow, um, I actually went through that. (laughs) And you, you, you sort of realize you look at, look at your parents and you think, I understand why you gave, why you wanted me to work out. I don't know what your parents was like. I know you, you know, you look back and
0: you think, okay, I know why, you feel like I owe you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, the, the concept of, first of all, I I looked I look at my mom now very differently than I did a, a year ago. Um, <laughs> sadly, my, my dad passed away uh, before my son was born, but a couple of years ago. But uh, already, like when you're a child, you are incredibly selfish, obviously. And when you're in your teens and 20s, you're so ungrateful and like you're this little know-it-all. Exactly. And and I think it changes when you get maybe in your 30s, late 30s. And I'm 45 now in, in a few days. So I already came around that attitude and I already had a lot more, I think, proper respect for my parents and more love than I did, even though I always loved them, of course, but genuine care and love for years now, obviously, but it is so clear that all of that ungratefulness and and shitty attitude is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> your parents don't necessarily say too much about it. Because they know that this is something you pay forward and that they're going to get their share of it. Your children are going to get their share of it once they get their own children. And oh my God, do I know it now. Like it's, I completely understand my son is going to be ungrateful and like hopefully he will be raised well enough that he's not going to be too bad but I know he's going to be a little as bad as I was and it makes me think yeah my mom knew what was going to happen to me when I have kids and she was like oh you know it's normal children are like this and and, uh,
1: and so and so will be his own children yeah exactly cetera, no that's
0: that's what i think when <laughs> when he turns life. on when he becomes like this I, i'll be like yeah you'll see you'll see, you will then, see. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: it's yeah, yeah. Being, being a father is just it's the best uh i remember asking a colleague of mine 10 years ago i said uh you know do you think you're happier now than before you had a baby and he took he took a full minute to think about it and he, he answered he said it's about the same he says there's mm. there's some parts of it where you are much happier and there's some parts of it where you look back and you think i remember that and you know yeah it's it's, it's so difficult you lose a part of yourself but it's a wonderful part of yourself that you gain
1: back you gain you uh, gain so much yeah
2: yeah yeah and and i wouldn't change it for the world but who says nothing that comes before a but in a sentence <laughs> doesn't <exactly>. count <laughs> you both understand what that butters it's it's kind of mm. like a yeah. uh, thing and i think in the modern day uh fathers are need to be recognized uh more and and we i think we kind of there was you tweeted about this a few a few weeks ago uh patrick there's a, there's this thing where if fathers aren't recognized as caregivers and people who care for their children more—it's um, not going to allow women the space to become, um, uh, you know, it, it's a feminist issue for fathers to be recognised because it for them to be recognised. It pisses me off so much. Sorry, I, f- finish. You know, yeah, yeah no, you know, this is the thing. There's, there's these things. Uh, I follow uh, some of these things on Facebook, and and that where they talk about, oh, you know, the bumbling man who can't do this and that, and you sort of think i'm gonna swear now fuck off you know (laughs) you know just piss off and there are fathers out there who will take their sons out or their daughters out for a walk who will you know comb their hair read them stories you know all these things that that are traditionally women there are men who are i've got a good friend who's he's a stay-at-home dad and his wife goes out and works and you know these these yeah these are the roles that need to be and uh I think for for us, um, we we all seem to be fathers who are experienced and are uh, uh, into being a father, and that's why, in a way, your your frustration and your anger, uh, Patrick, is is a badge you should wear with honour because you were there. You didn't sort of say, oh, right, right, I'm going to go down to the pub tonight." Which yeah, I think you didn't <laughs> give up. Traditionally, you know, that's what would have happened in the past, and and yeah. your wife had to deal with it. So I think it's a, it's it's an important thing that meant that it's recognized that being a father
0: is important now and is a real thing. I agree. It's, I mean, it, it really pisses me off when, you know, I, I take care of the... Sometimes, when we're in Paris, especially, uh, my wife goes to... So she works from home, but her office is in Paris. And so when we're there, she goes to work at the office. Um, so I take care of the baby a few times a week and for the, the whole day and you know sometimes i mention something on twitter and sometimes you have people like or in a store or something they will say oh daddy is babysitting today and like as you said fuck off i'm not babysitting i'm being a parent like what the hell are you thinking it's it's, i'm his
2: dad yeah yeah and and it it angers (laughs) me so much and
0: and i think it's I don't think it's always the case, but I think in this case, it's really a generational thing. Um, I have had, any time I've talked about this, I've had nothing but reactions of people saying, you know, yeah, it is annoying. It's not babysitting. You are actually taking care of your, of your child. So I think most people now don't look at it like that. And it's a change that maybe has happened in the past, I don't know, 20 years or something like that. Um, one thing that annoys me though, is that France is very ill-equipped to take care of babies, like the um, the the subway is impossible to navigate. You don't always have oh uh, elevators. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you don't have changing tables in in bathrooms, and cafes, and and restaurants, and stuff like that. And it's like it's weird because babies are everywhere in France. Like the 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 country has a very high uh, natality rate, and and. Babies are very much taken care of and enjoyed, and like it's not like we don't like people who have babies around in the city. It's not like you hide into your in your apartment and don't take the baby out until he can, you know, pee standing up or sitting down if it's a girl. But still, it's not equipped for anything, and if you don't have this one type of stroller called the baby zen yo-yo which is a lifesaver by the way you can take it actually in the plane it goes in the uh, overhead compartment it's only existed for three years but it's funny every parisian person that has a baby has it like there's two types and one on on the right side of the river and one on the uh like rive gauche and rive droite uh, have different types. It's very funny mm-hmm. Parisian humor, but um, <laughs> it's it's like a lifesaver because it's very nimble and you can fold it into uh, uh, like you can fold the top to go under the uh, the the passage in the subway and. But wow! It's I so wish not I had equipped.
1: this one when I was in Paris. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's very very helpful. But like the town, the city, like when you're in Helsinki everything is easy like every restaurant has a changing table and and not just in the women's bathroom um like it's it's super easy and in paris it's terrible same
1: in same in tokyo even
0: in the men's
1: bathroom, there's a child seat to 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 put the the, the child while you're doing what you need to do, yeah. and uh, some changing tables even in the men's uh, bathroom. Uh, so that's uh, funny because Tokyo the, the, is the birth rate. The,
0: the Japan yes. is considered like not very, uh, uh, you know men go to work they don't take care of babies in my
1: yes but such things are now changing apparently so yes the birth rate is is quite low compared Mm. to france but uh on the other hand you have a lot of equipments for uh, for taking care for every single station in japan Maybe not every one of them, but there are thousands. <laughs> uh, you have elevators and escalators, yes.
0: You mean train station, yeah.
1: In train uh, station, yes.
0: It's funny, you told me uh, when we met a few years ago that uh, there's now this tendency of like the Ikemen Papa, um, mm. that are like the cool exactly. dads who take care of the baby. In, in Finland, um, there's the Latte Papa, which are like the the, the yeah the, the men who grab their latte and, and go in the park with their baby and, and meet with the other uh, men that have babies that they take care of. <laughs> um, so there's definitely a tendency like this. In France, I haven't seen anything like this. Uh, it doesn't mean that men don't take care of the babies, but it, it, there isn't like this cultural image that has developed. Maybe it's because, I don't know. How's it in in uh, in Scotland?
2: I think I think in Scotland we we're still a little behind. There, some of the newer places have baby changing areas in mm. separate, but uh, uh, as far as uh, dads who have coffee, there's nothing like that that I can see. I'm, but I do live in rural Scotland, so there's not really that much around compared to other areas. So I was just thinking while you were talking, what having a child in london would be like now and mm. i get the impression from a friends friends of mine who have, have had a child recently that it's still very much uh you know wives who go to take them to the play areas etc etc I, I don't know it could be wrong though so yeah. i think we're still behind france and i was quite surprised to hear japan there so yeah uh, but but getting more and more progressive as time goes on which is good
0: which is i good. will say um as a conclusion uh so having a baby is really hard. Uh, for the past three months, he's like in the past two months, he's becoming more responsive. I think the the really difficult part is that for the first three, three months and even a little bit longer, he's really just an eating and pooping machine. So you don't get any feedback of anything positive out of the baby however cute he is like the the cuteness is their evolutionary trait that made the human race survive because if they weren't cute you would not worry about them as much as you do and you know they're so annoying like i even had uh, people say that there is a theory apparently a real theory of like difficulty of baby raising being a evolutionary advantage because i was genuinely surprised like how why are babies so difficult to raise when when animals have you know when they are born they get up and walk immediately and and our babies are like completely incapable of doing anything it's really the fourth trimester is actually a fourth trimester um and and someone said it might be an evolutionary advantage because the parents have to be intelligent like the 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 species has to be capable of taking care of that <laughs> helpless little tiny blob <laughs> and, in order for the species to survive. So I thought that was interesting. But um, in the past few months, he's become incredibly fun and responsive and all of that. Um, and going out with him in Paris, especially, which is a very dense, uh, densely populated area, uh, obviously, is... A really interesting experience. And I think my wife gets the same one, but I definitely get like either when he is in the uh, stroller and in the carrier, he's like a, a, a social interaction magnet. Everyone, and you know, it might be because he is uh, uncharacteristically uh, the cutest baby in the world, uh, which he actually is. Course, I'm not just saying of this. Course. I sure, mean, of course. yeah. I know every parent says that. After but mine. in my case, <laughs> In my case, it's actually true. Uh, but, I well. mean, it's, it, 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 everyone comes around and is like, oh, little baby, he's so cute. Like, it's funny how comfortable people are interacting with people who have babies or maybe with the baby directly. And it's kind of heartwarming, you know. it It kind of makes me happier I guess like when I go out with a baby he, maybe he's been a little bit fussy crying in the in the house and we have to go out for him to be distracted um, because you don't give them snacks to be distracted that's four times a day and we could talk about the way French people view education I didn't even mention this at all but the views on education wow are they different from the the views on on education in Finland it's like in France you have a framework in which you, you get what the baby can do and what the baby can't do. You set the parameters and inside that framework, they can, they're pretty free, but they don't go out of the limits. Um, and, you know, if the time to eat, for example, is this and this and that time, obviously when they're, you know, biologically able to hold uh, enough food to not eat for a certain amount of hours, then they don't eat. And if they if they are crying, I mean, obviously, if it's the complete meltdown, you might give them some milk or some something to exceptionally. But uh, if they're fussy, you do something else to distract them until it's time to eat. You don't use food as a, a, a calming agent for a fussy baby. Mm. Um, and there are some things like that that w- for which the French are super strict Um for example, on letting babies cry, of course, it's controversial uh, everywhere, but in France, it's much more accepted than in Finland. Like in Finland, if you let your baby cry, they're going to look at you like you're a criminal. And in our case, we had to do it after a few months because it, like, literally, the baby was not learning to sleep he couldn't sleep and we had to force him to learn to sleep which is the whole argument about letting babies cry but nowadays we're so thankful that we ended up doing it because he has learned by himself to sleep bottom line not to do the argument about letting babies cry but in France it is much more accepted to set the parameters for the kid like the kid is not the one who makes the decisions, not because it's good to be strict or whatever. It's because the baby can't handle the stress of having to decide. Like for a few months, we would make do baby led stuff and kind of ask him if he was hungry or ask him if he was asleep. And he was not happy. Like, and he became happy when we sort of set a a framework for him, which is a much more French way of approaching things. So that was a really interesting thing. But, um, I don't know. I've I've gone on off on on fifteen different tangents there. <laughs> <laughs> Any anything to say about that framework thing or how people approach the not really discipline, but educa- not education even they're too small for that. But uh, how you set things for the baby? I think I think for for us here in Scotland, it's
2: been a very much uh, we're given guidelines uh, for what is expected, and uh, we would have a a midwife come over especially early on and say, you know, this is what, what where we are and we we're given a, a little red book of, of where ah. weight should be and all that and and um, yeah, I think we're more along the French lines. Um, although there are discussions and different midwives who would say things about, you know, this a whole crying it out. Should they cry it out? Should they not? Should you know, skin to skin time, um, where the baby should sleep etc etc you know there, there's big no-nos like don't let the baby sleep on the bed although you know there were times when we when we were so when we were so tired with our first baby that sometimes he fell asleep on the bed with us and we would yeah. wake up and, you know um i, I remember being hyper conscious of him even when i was asleep so you know there, there were things that we were supposed to do and not supposed to do, whether we followed them or not, was a different thing. And, you know, I, I would say that was shame if I was speaking to some of the the midwives that we spoke to, but some were quite realistic and said, well, sometimes you've just got to do what's best for you. And uh, yeah. I think that's generally what where we are. We're somewhere in the middle of, yes, there are guidelines, um, but... Don't push them too hard. Like breastfeeding, um, there was a time where it was very much pushed that yes, breast is best, etc. Um, <laughs> but the the push now is very much what you know, uh, fed is best. You know, just make sure <laughs> the baby's got food if if he's hungry. Oh, and I uh, like
1: the I like the breast is best. <laughs> <laughs> Yes well it's a nice catchphrase <laughs> uh,
2: yeah that 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 you can use that in a different sense and and maybe <laughs> a teenager. But, um there, there was yeah I think it's it's it, we're very much in the middle now uh, of that um uh, it's interesting to have France a very strict well not strict but just have the those those very firm guidelines of, of- yeah, I
0: think one of the the revelations from when uh we were pregnant um was the book, uh oh god what's the name bringing up baby um it's i think i've mentioned it here and there a couple of times but it's a really wonderful book very well written about uh, a, a woman going to france an american woman going to live in france uh for a few years and being confronted with the way children are brought up in France as opposed to uh, in the U.S. And first of all, it's super well-written, uh, super well-written, so I would recommend you reading it even because it's fun, it's funny. Um, but the, the the contrast is really stark in that um, so her uh, child was, I think, a year old when they let the baby cry it out and it was hard, like it lasted for can't remember like an hour the first night 15 minutes the second and then she would sleep and she had been crying in bed for a year before that and they would go comfort her and what and of course you go comfort them but i mean read the book it's very well explained and and the contrast is very stark like even with food the way we approach food in France and this is super cultural and people are going to laugh and it's like, Oh yeah, of course it's France. Ha ha ha. No, it is important. Like the way you, you, you learn, you teach your kid how to eat is like, there's this horrible uh, uh, stereotype that uh, America, that children in America, people think, Oh, they only eat white food like chicken and, and pasta and, 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 um, and whatever, you know, those easy types of food. Well, if you don't teach them to like other things, then they're not going to, and that's going to make your life difficult. And I think in France, the it's almost like, I love video games, so I think about this in, this, in these terms. In order to make a great, uh, to sell a lot of games, the best way, the best thing to do is to make a great game, right? If you make a great game, then you're going to sell a lot of games and you are going to become rich. So the best way to become rich is to serve your customers really well well apply this this to babies i think it's what we do in france the best way to have an easy life as a parent is to have a baby that is well adjusted in many different ways including the fact that they eat many different things so i agree yes he's french and he agrees how do you do that in japan 100 percent
1: yes we, we try to 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 give um, her both cultures so it's always funny because yes there's there the French part the Japanese part so it uh, it also uh, comes with the, with the language maybe we will speak about language afterwards so but yeah for food uh, we we took it really seriously. And uh, we really try to, to, to get uh, her some rice because it's it's the base of uh, everything, everything in Japan. In Japan but, uh, yeah. Pretty pretty soon, we, we we gave her some bread and she enjoyed uh, eating some some very very soft bread. So and she still likes it. Now she likes uh, pate and saucisson. <laughs> so <Yeah>. it worked. <laughs>
0: We, you know, we, we uh, give him, um, when we started solids, it was immediately like uh, some, some fish, some uh, chicken, not immediately that the the, uh, meat came afterwards, but you know, there's like broccoli and spinach and obviously carrots Mm. and that kind of thing, but lots of different types of, uh, of, of food and and home-cooked as well. My wife is really good with this. We have uh, a very French thing, which I'm I'm sure you know, uh, Martin, called the baby cook. Mm
1: -hmm. Ah, the famous, the legendary baby cook. Yes. (laughs) So we didn't have the chance to have one, but I heard it's it's kind of magic
0: it's very clever it's really simple it's just a machine where you can steam cook uh, uh, any kind of food and then the mm-hmm. uh, the mixer is integrated so you steam cook it mix it and it's ma- it makes purée and it's funny because in France when you talk about it everyone knows it like literally everyone is like yeah baby cook of course and outside of France people are like what what are you talking you about what is want this everyone you buys want to like...
1: cook? you want to cook babies
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean obviously in France like and creating and Creating some kind of little food snob uh i was gonna say bad word but like we we went to france after he started eating solids and we bought some uh little you know prepared food for babies in in the store and he wouldn't eat them little um he, he was like i'm not eating that crap what are you where is my my home-cooked meal you large human, I require better food than this. Um, Are so you yeah. trying to trick me? Yeah, yeah, no, he was like, he was not, like he would put it in his mouth and go like, and we ended mm-hmm. up finding some that he, he, would, uh, he would eat quite enthusiastically, so it was okay. But, uh, but it was really funny. And it's just like, it's, I, I don't want to harp on this, but it's just one example of, you know, I'm French, and just like my baby is the cutest, I would say the French really have a good handle on how to raise uh to educate babies and to to bring up babies um i really think it's the case like i look at babies in in many different countries in the world and in france a baby babies don't throw tantrums they might get fussy they might get angry sometimes but they don't throw tantrums like the tantrum in the us is the common life of every parent, like every once in a while, your baby is going to throw himself on the floor and, and cry and, and stomp their feet and whatever. I, I seeing my French friends' babies gave me hope for the future because I thought my life wasn't necessarily going to be that stereotypical life is over as a father uh, image that you have from the U S mostly because the cultural influence in the U S is, is very strong, but in Finland as well, like, I hope they don't listen to this, but I've had a, 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 before our baby was born a few, a couple of years before, actually um, we had a a few friends of Sonia's who uh, came with their babies to the house. And I was like, they were a little bit older and I was like, what is this? What are you doing? How are you letting? And there's this image of children. They don't learn anything before they're like six years old. So it's no use teaching them anything. So, it feels like Finnish children aren't really uh, uh, brought up; they're just l- living alongside the parents, and they're not taught anything until they're six. It's anyway really? French French babies. Read "Bringing Up Bebe. It's a great book. Um, oh so yeah, it's already been two this hours. The title "Bring It Up, Baby." Bringing Up Bebe. Bringing
1: Up Bebe. Mm. Yeah,
2: I, I do want to add though, when it comes to food, and and I've got the the luxury of having two kids, is that it's so dependent on the child. Uh, we we've had we've got one who's such a picky eater, and we think mm. it's because he had he had illnesses when he was young, and the other one who will eat anything. He will literally anything you put in front of him and try it. <laughs> whereas the whereas the eldest is he is he is he is turning into, unfortunately, and we're trying, we're you know, we're, we're making him taste everything, but it's it's very much beige foods, you know, it's the right, it's right. the it's the stuff without sauce and all that. So I, I think I th- and, and we've treated them exactly the same. So there there is a one thing you've got to remember is that for every me, baby least, is different. They are individual human yeah. beings, and that's a hard thing to do. And I think it's a, a lot of times when people tell you, This is what your baby needs, or This is no, actually, my baby's a human being, and uh, he or she has got their own preferences that they just can't express
0: at the moment. Oh, hello, <laughs> is that a little beja. Uh, no, it's it might be at Martin's place. No, it, uh, it, it
1: was mine. Ah. Actually, what while while we were speaking, I I was being a, a bad dad because it's pretty late here. It's uh, 10, uh, 10, 10, uh, 30, 30. And Manon is uh, still not <laughs> sleeping. Oh, my God. And uh, oh, wow. I actually, uh, while I was in my... Uh, office I and mean, in my room uh, I, I saw some uh, some papers uh, being put under the door and uh, there was written Papa oh. <laughs> <laughs> not yet in Japanese because she cannot write in, in French yet she can write Japanese so like I, not I yet I'm, the, the mic and I and she I wants to go to, to sleep to, to come in the room Yes, and uh, yeah, because my wife is not back home yet. So I, I had to take care of her, but I thought the, the recording would be uh, shorter. Oh I'm so sorry. So, <laughs> no no, no, it's okay, no, it's, it, it's part of the of the deed, you know it's part of the, the, the yeah, the world. So and I, I when the mic was mute, I, I sent her to the to, to take a shower by herself. you know, it's a big step. Up, ah. uh, on, uh, so you what know, you're saying how, is no, I'm she... really
0: helping uh, you, your kid become, uh, grow up and be better. Exactly. Where, by the exactly.
1: Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> Thank you, Phileas Club. So she, she, yeah. she, she went, she brushed her teeth by, by herself. Uh, I don't know, Bruce, if, if you are uh, there yet for for your boys, yep. but uh, it's really helpful, you know? Wow. <laughs> well, it's a time saver.
0: Yeah, I'm... Oh, sorry, Bruce. Yeah,
2: no, we, no uh, way we're getting been... to that point with with yeah. bedtime and 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 that. So, mm. uh, don't don't want to don't want to spoil it for Patrick. Yeah.
0: So all right, we're we're gonna uh, uh, take this to the conclusion. I will say, uh, obviously, everything I've been saying is it might blow up in my face in a few uh, months when when our baby becomes terrible or I don't know. I'm sure there are going to be some ups and downs, um, and every baby is different. But again, I would really encourage you to read Bringing Up Bebé. It is oh, sure, super interesting. It it really is. Mm. So, and I think there are about, differences.
1: Yeah, and about the, the the spoiler uh that we we talked about uh about the years to come, really the 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 best is to come. You know, really mm. uh when you I think uh Bruce will agree. The the the, the 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 crazy moment is when you are you realize you're able to communicate when he or she answers your question, that he or she understood, uh, right, it's it's kind of magic. It's really crazy and then it's the, the, the beginning beginning of a huge thing. <laughs> And uh, think... never-ending discussions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which sometimes you might want uh, to end, mm. but you can't. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's, I think we're getting, we're getting to the very, very beginning of the beginning of the precursor to that. Um, there, you know, there are things sometimes he reacts a little bit. He's also, like as I mentioned, uh, he crawls around and he comes to us. When we're in a different part of the room or in another room, he tries to come to us. And that has a special um, Mm -hmm. quality to it. And I think, you know, there are a few people who say the mother has nine months to get used to the idea of becoming a mother. But the dad, in reality, it only starts when the baby is born. So you have Mm. like the first six to nine months, you're not really... And of course, the baby isn't really reacting. It's not responsive to anything yet in the beginning. And so it starts for the dad when the baby is born. So it takes a few months for the dad to get to the place where the mom is when the baby is born. And I think it's uh, overall, I think it's probably accurate. And I'm getting to a point now where um, that interaction with the baby is making it. I would say for for the last one or two months... It's become a, a much closer relationship where he, he's not just a, a, a little thing that I have to take care of out of like human duty almost, or, or I don't know, a, a familial paternal duty, but it's something that is more deeper and more emotion based than that because he is becoming a, a small um, human. And I I would I would definitely agree with that, Patrick. I think
2: for me, being a father really only you know what you've said there is exactly right. The first year is probably, for want of a better word, the most boring as a father. You sort of (laughs) the, the the interaction is 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 not as. As, as much and 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 I want to go back to something you said earlier, where you, where you said that um, and and this is probably the last I'll say on it is is you said that you hate it when people say, "Oh, you'll forget about it." And I don't I don't think you'll forget the the bad times. But what'll happen is is what's coming. Yes, there'll be there'll be things that'll happen that that aren't so great. But what's coming when when you start interacting and having those conversations, like Martin has said, and you start seeing them doing things for themselves and seeing them, you know, expressing their love for you and, 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 and being able to be their own people is, is the, the the joy is just will far outweigh anything. Um, the, 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 the pain (laughs) I (laughs) think, and I can say the pain that you've had in in the first few months. Um, -hmm. and now I, I think you, you're very, still very close to it, but, um, you'll look back and think, wow, okay, that was hard, but my God, it was worth it. Um, maybe not feeling that at the moment. Uh, um, So that, that, that's what I said. There's a lot to look forward to. And I think it only gets better (laughs) for fathers. The first few months are the worst. And, and that was for me, even with, uh, you know, my second, second son, the first year was, was, was so difficult, but, you know, it's become so amazing now to see who they are and becoming their own people. It's, Mm. it's, it's phenomenal. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, it definitely I mean there are even the smallest things, like he we have this uh munchkin, munch, munchkin c- cup, uh where it's basically a, a, a glass with a suction portion at the top where he can suck it and there are some um handles so he can grab it and suck it. It's like a, a mix between a, a bottle uh, with a nipple and uh and uh, a, a cup. <laughs> um and the, when he started taking it in his own hands and bringing it to his mouth, I was like, "Oh wow, he's doing something by himself!" Like I was genuinely—it works. Yeah, <laughs> the baby—it works. It's amazing, and it works. And and now only recently, he's over the past couple of weeks, maybe he started when we read a book in the in the evening before he goes to bed. He started being uh, a little bit more interested in looking at the pages. Uh, than just eating the book, which was his main uh, <laughs> point of interest. Uh, Manon before. ate a lot of books. Yeah. Oh yeah, he 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 eats many. Like he's an eater. He it it
1: was well. her main alimentation.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I can I can start seeing what you're talking about and what really everyone is talking about. Um, but I started seeing it in the past. I would say month or two. Um, I think, but my wife is almost like me. I think she's not as, as, and I think ultimately both of us aren't like born parents. And, and that is very different. There are people who, you know, the baby arrives and they're like, they're, they are, I don't know, like focused on the baby or happy about the baby or like they're, they are, it's encoded in their DNA to be parents. I think for us, we very much had to learn how to be parents, with the added issue of the baby being very uh, uh, difficult in the first three months. So we didn't have the, in French, we say the fiber for it. We didn't have the, we (laughs) didn't have it built in. Um, and, And now it's starting to come in. And for her, it's been a few more months since she was like really like attached to the baby and, and but it, it, at the beginning she didn't like it like uh, uh, <laughs> breastfeeding was terrible and, and the baby was crying and like even for her I mean it wasn't a, a dad or mom thing it was for both of us but for her it started becoming easier uh, before it started becoming easier for me and it's still not easy it's very much what you were talking about Bruce like you lose some things but you gain other things and we're still in that period I think where the things we've gained are minimal uh it's mostly poopy diapers and and crying at night um but it's getting there uh and so it's effect it's starting to affect me more and more and I sense it every week it's a little bit more um every week I'm a little bit more uh uh you know I, for I, it, it really is I'm a little bit more attached uh to him so I don't know. We'll see how it goes over the next few months. But um, anything you guys want to say before we close the show off, Martin? Maybe or please, either one?
1: Oh, no, no. Uh, I think we uh, we get a uh, quite a big uh, review of the, yeah. of the thing of the <laughs> first few months. But there are so many many things to say about the the years to come that maybe you might make another episode uh, it's in possible. like two or three years.
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, well and, uh, we might yeah we might make this hmm. uh, a regular thing all right yeah. bruce anything to uh, close it no, off
2: no i think just like i said there's so many so many good things to come and uh mm-hmm. and and you're at you, the, where you are now i, I rem- it's remember being there as a father and and i kind of envy you in one way and i kind <laughs> of don't in another <laughs> because that it uh, when 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 for me, it's been a series of being a parent as a series of letting go. You know, mm-hmm. you, that child is so attached to you. And then there's it's just it's it, it's great and it's scary and it's wonderful. So mm-hmm. anyway, thanks for
0: having me today, Patrick. It's been yeah,
1: thanks. Thanks to <laughs> both of you. It was pretty long.
0: Uh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot longer than I thought it would. But, you know, we do it for the children. Uh So thank you so exactly. much yeah. for <laughs> For sticking for with, with us. <laughs> um, and I, I'll definitely look forward to what's coming in the next few months. We might, we might do this again in a, in a couple of years. Uh, before yes, we leave, keep us posted. do you guys have anything uh, you want to talk about where people can find you? I know, uh, Martin, you have uh, a little bit of an online activity. Um, do you want to let yes, us know? Yes, exactly.
1: Where? In Tokyo, I'm uh, actually an illustrator and uh, I'm working on a few projects, uh, uh, especially now a comic book project for both uh, Japanese and uh, French uh, publishing companies. So you can find me on Twitter on Baron Malutan. I won't spell it, so you can find it on the...
0: the <laughs> it will be in the notes. show notes. Yeah. Okay. okay Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Martin. And uh, Bruce, what about yourself?
2: Um, you can find me uh, on Twitter, uh, woodward 3 um, And uh, I'm going to be tweeting a bit more about living life with depression and anxiety and being more open about it. So uh, if you've got any, and especially being a parent in 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 a society with that, so it's uh yeah, that's a different topic in itself.
0: But um, but that's something that uh, I'll be
2: more and more interested in as as life goes on. Excellent. Well, um,
0: maybe we will uh, have a a discussion about this sometime on the show if you want to be more open about it.
2: I I, w- I wouldn't mind. Uh, it's something that um, yeah, we can we can maybe talk afterwards All right. about it. We'll we'll, we'll talk about life. it. We will.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything that can help. Excellent. Uh, Thank you very much to both of you. For me, it's not Patrick. Thank you. on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. If you want to see pictures of the afford mentioned uh, cutest baby in the world, uh, you can also find this show at Frenchspin.com. If you want to comment on this episode, tell us what your experience was as a parent, maybe some things that resonated with you, some things that didn't, uh, some things that you thought I said were incredibly dumb and patronizing. Please let me know in the comments. Um, and of course the show is supported by Patreon uh, at patreon.com. Slash the, Club. the link is also in the show notes. Thank you so much to all of the people that do support the show. Um, it wouldn't exist without the patrons, and I am eternally grateful. If you enjoy the show, if you think it's entertaining or interesting, if it brings anything uh, to your life, please do consider uh, contributing uh, to its Patreon. Again, that's patreon.com the Felix Club, and the link is in the show notes, so I would be incredibly thankful if you considered uh, donating to the show. Thanks so much again. We'll be back very soon for a regular show. Talk to you then. Bye.